this is the beginning of the E3E podcast. And uh, the first point of talk about is the E3 in uh, that's just recently just happened on June 15th. Let's start with Breath of the Wild 2. Uh, now, would you like to kick us off? Yeah. So, um, yeah, we, we saw a lot, lot, lot of good stuff with Breath of the Wild 2. Honestly, I didn't even expect to see a trailer. Like, like yeah, at, yeah. At, at the beginning of it, you know, like I, I saw Skyward Sword. I'm all like, oh no, this is a redo of the last direct. You know? I thought, I thought so too. Yeah, but we saw a gameplay. It looked good. Honestly, we yeah. have Sky Islands now. Yeah. We have like a new Sheikah, yo know, arm thingy. You know, that that looks cool. And honestly, I, I I just can't wait. 2022 release, like, I I I'm, might be an instant buy for me. So, yeah, it's literally just Breath of the Wild one, and but it has a, so many more new features. Like they have Link's new hairstyle. You know, like you know he's rocking something different. Uh, you can also I saw a Reddit post where you can uh, also go into Death Mountain because the lava on death mountain actually is not as uh, fiery anymore you know so you can go in yeah. that there's a lot more new areas to explore probably going to be a bigger map probably more detail already even i don't even know how they can make it more detailed than breath of the wild one but i am i'm excited i'm so excited to see like what's in store for us yeah that, that sounds cool actually i i, I think that's a lot like the, the last time we were able to enter death mountain was like Twilight Princess. That, that's like we era, so. like 10, 10 years ago. Yeah. So it, it's gonna be like like very new, like like to us to see it in Breath of the Wild now. I'm, but also, I'm waiting. Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Did you hear about the Skyward Sword connection in Breath of the Wild too? What do you What do you mean a Skyward Sword connection? Okay, so like yeah, you saw the Sky Islands, right? Uh huh. So basically, Skyward Sword takes place in the islands above Hyrule, in which basically it's assumed by the end of the game, all the islands fall to the ground and, and you know, they fall down to Hyrule, and then that's how the the main line of uh, Zelda starts, Legend of Zelda starts. Right, right. So basically, there, there there's some landmarks in the Breath of the Wild map that are from uh, Skyward Sword that we see. For example, there's the Arbiter's Ground, which is in Skyward Sword is this big temple where you fight uh, Ganondorf. And then there's the Forgotten Temple, which is like this place where they, they basically, uh, there's a dungeon where they grew a tree. And, and that tree's like now a thousand years old. It, it's super cool. I can't wait to see how it connects to Skyward Sword. Yeah. I mean, if you're correct, right, then we'll just have just multiple games just like, just ultimately just tying everything together, right? I mean, that's yeah. what Breath of the Wild was in the first place. It, it ties the three, like, confusing timelines and stuff. I just, I can't wait. Can't wait for yeah. that to happen. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, another thing that also stuck out to me is, you know, the thing that starts the e3 direct in the first place which is the smash reveal of the new character kazuya like no one expected that right yeah exactly right what, did, what were your thoughts on that one well okay so 
you, you guys probably didn't hear this because but um but we were first reacting uh, this guy right here said no this is kingdom hearts music and more like kingdom hearts music. that sounds great and then all of a sudden you see a Tekken character but aside from that you know Tekken's pretty cool you know we, yeah we, we had it, it does. uh yeah we, we have what we have ryu ken uh terry you know the fighting game cast is all here it, it, it manages. It manages, you know. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's it's pretty cool because like we've we've all played Tekken, right? So it's not yeah. something that's like completely unfamiliar. It's not it's not like a byleth, you know. But it, yeah. it, it it is something that we know that we're familiar with that we can still have fun with, you know. Yeah. Also, by the way, what do you think are the chances of Sora making it into Smash with the last DLC spot? Sora. I don't know, okay? So, the thing is, is that we've already gotten a Square Enix representative, right? From Sephiroth, right? When yeah. Sephiroth came out, everybody thought that that spot was going to be taken by Sora. And it's not, it's taken by Sephiroth, right? So, yeah. the fact that already another representative has taken that spot, I feel like the chances are so small. Like, I feel like it's more probably that I'm going to win the lottery, I'm going to get struck by lightning, and I'm gonna get asked out by like the prettiest girl in the world. I just feel like nothing can ever be more probable, or nothing can ever be less probable than Sora actually making it Smash. I just feel like it's just, it's not, it's probably not gonna happen. I think I'm glad to agree there. Yeah. However, I, I I will take a more optimistic approach. Okay. Let me just say this. To, to all of you Smash fans watching, or in fact, even the Smash developers watching, if Sora gets into the Smash, it will be the greatest thing that has ever happened to humanity. It will be, there will, will be a cure for cancer, human immortality, oh and God. world peace. Oh my God. So, and, and you know, I'll add that you will get laid viewers and, and possible oh developers you'll get laid oh so sora <laughs> needs to be in smash what? you you didn't hear this just from me you heard this from everybody <laughs> yeah well that that would probably be in the same likelihood as everything right yeah the cure for cancer is like will be as amazing as sora and smash that's just like i just Honestly, I think Star for Smash is uh is probably more exciting than the Cure for Cancer. Oh Am I right? <laughs> oh, but yeah. did you hear the the Twitter argument about whether Kazuya is a Shoto character or not? No, I did see that. I did see. I saw Isam and uh, Hungrybox talking about that. Cause I remember Isam was debating. He's saying just call them fighting game characters, and Hungrybox said no, call them Shotos because that's what they're understood as. Yeah. That's such, yeah. such a weird argument. But I what like what do you think? I feel like I feel like it's just to be called Shotos. Yeah. Actually, did you know why they're called Shotos, by the way? Wait, why why is it called Shotos? Okay, so like in the original Street Fighter, Ryu and Ken practice a martial arts called Shotoken. Which uh -huh. yeah, that, that's where where just the the name Shoto comes from. So yeah, the, Although it applies to, to 
Ryu and Ken. How about Terry? The people call Terry a Shoto uh, character, but but he is in practice Shoto. So yeah, it, it, it doesn't matter, you know, what, whether you know uh, Kazuya is uh, a, a Shoto or not. You know, I, I think it's just important to to note that Shoto characters to the greater gaming audience just basically means fighting game character. Okay. Yeah. And it's it's the fact it's yeah, it's like it's it's like the fact that uh that it's it's conventionally understood, okay? So even if the definition itself is kind of like, okay, maybe that's not technically correct. Yes, I understand. I understand. But it's also the fact that conventionally it's understood that Shoto met fighting in character that's not part of Smash already, you know? Yeah. So and this didn't start with Smash. It happened way before Smash. Yeah. People called, you know, uh, e- even though Kazuya is technically a Mishima, you know, people called him a, a Shoto or just a, like fighting game character to begin with. Because, you know, honestly, I, I think it's only fighting game ca- uh, uh, fans that really have made this go you know, to an issue. I think it's for casuals, they don't care. Yeah, yeah. And it's all about that, like, the kind of like, language of connection right because language itself is really just an expression to communicate among people right yeah um yeah and i i agree with that point i agree that if, if people understand that shoto is not technically the correct term but is understood as you know finding game characters as long as you have that common definition that's like all right right that's like how it's supposed to be so yeah yeah now Oh, another thing I've heard actually about E3 is uh, Shin Megami Tensei Five, right? That's a that's the game that uh, Persona was based on, right? Yeah, honestly, okay. So you you probably don't know this, but Shin Megami Tensei Five is basically the the Dark Souls of JRPGs. Like, I I know like like the the, the Dark Souls of something is is overused, but it really is. Honestly, like so, like the AI is freaking good. Like, like it will beat your ass if if you think it's Persona, because it has immunities to most elemental effects. It has reflect, and it is not good. Go, it, it's willing to exploit it, and you you need to base your team composition on bosses, like uh. It, it, for example, let's say a boss is is a fire boss. Uh-huh. If you do not make your team into fire immune, you're gonna get smoked, literally. Oh my God. <laughs> so yeah, honestly, I, I I'm very happy that Shimigami Tensei is gonna be able to see a wider audience. Yeah. Yeah, especially because like a, a game that that's hard, like more people need to appreciate it. You know, like. I'm guessing a lot of people who play Persona haven't played Shin Megami Tensei. That includes me, because I play Persona haven't played Shin Megami Tensei. So I hope that, you know, a lot of people will be more kind of exposed to it now that it's on the Switch, you know? They're trying to see, like, okay, like, they're kind of, like, exp- they're, like, um, kind of exposure to games is, like, more, you know, open now, because now they kind of see these, like, more difficult games on the Switch and, like, you know, are more open to trying new things. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, hopefully. Also, do you know what it means for Shin Megami Tensei Five to be on Switch? Oh, what, like what does it mean? What does it mean? 
It means Persona Six is gonna be exclusive for Switch. No. They're, they're, just think about it. Just think about. It. Okay, so, uh, how many people have PS Fives? Probably the answer, not a lot. Probably zero. Not a lot. Oh my P- god. PS Five is is a unicorn. It does not exist. Oh my god. Therefore, Atlas should should just make it exclusive for Switch. <laughs> just think about it like that. Back, you know, I, I was talking about you know, I was talking to uh, Smash developers before. Talking uh-huh. to Atlas developers now. Make it exclusive for Switch. In fact, just put all the personas on Switch. Put all the personas on Switch. Yeah. I mean, I see it. I just don't believe it. Probably will happen. You know. Yeah. I feel like it might not, but. But I don't if know. it does, cancer will be cured. Let's just say that. We'll never know. Yeah. So yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you heard about the great Ace Attorney Chronicles? I have. It's, I have. It's a successor yeah. to uh, Phoenix Wright. Yeah. I, mm-hmm. I, I'm so freaking hyped for that. Like, um, they, they, uh, how, how do you feel about it, by the way? I was just more confused that the main character is called Herlock Sholmes. Or, like, there's, like, a mix of, like, Sherlock Holmes, but, like, like, the names are opposite. It was so weird when I first saw that. Yeah. Well, do you know why he's called Herlock Sholmes, by the way? Wait, why, why is it called Herlock Sholmes? Okay, so, like, if, if I'm correct, you know, Great Ace Attorney Chronicles was mm-hmm. actually, uh, you know, it, it was already made in Japan, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, when, when they first made it, the character was actually called Sherlock Holmes. But then they, they got sued by the, the people who owned the, the, the IP of... Uh, of uh, Sherlock Holmes. Oh, so like now the copyright. We, yeah, the copyright. So okay. when they're they're bringing it over to America, mm-hmm. now they they need to switch it over to um to to Herlock Holmes in order to avoid getting in a lawsuit. Oh. Yeah. But in any case, it's gonna be awesome. Honestly. Yeah, honestly, if it's anything like Phoenix Wright or like Apollo Justice, I am so down. Like so down because like. I remember playing Phoenix, right? I remember seeing the story of just like everything fit together and the gameplay and the characters and just like everything just come together. I remember just being like, dang, this is like one of the greatest games I've ever played. So yeah. I was just like, if, if, if this is anything like that, I'll just be like quite amazed. And you know the thing, right? What do you, what if do you this mean? This is... We haven't had a Phoenix Wright game in like five years. Yeah, this is amazing. Yeah, you know, so hyped, so hyped. Okay, well, I think that covers all the things uh, that we found, kind of the most jutting uh, in the E3 uh, presentation. Yeah. So with that, that's uh, this has been the E3 E pre- uh, uh, podcast. So I'll feed us in. Bye. Thank you.